Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 33, the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is Who's. I've got Casey joining MBG. I'm going to kick it off again this week with a little college baseball talk. We're in a little bit of a dead period with uh, sports. I guess college sports are wrapped up, except for baseball, right? I don't think there's anything sure. else going on. So, big storylines out of the College World Series. we got Florida has made it to the final. We've got LSU and Wake just wrapped up. LSU won. So the winner of tomorrow's game is the other team in the final. And the third big bullet point is LSU and this jello shot competition. I at least am going to get into a little bit. So Casey, you've been, I'm sure you've been watching some of this stuff. Any thoughts on how things have shaken out so far? I've been absolutely glued to the TV. I've been so busy with work, but that too, my phone is on at two o'clock to watch the two o'clock games here on the East coast. One caveat we do want to say is we are recording on a Wednesday night, so we're going to miss it. So when we record, when the show comes out on Friday, we're going to know who's playing Florida. But just so that the listeners know. We're, It'll be we're LSU. Gonna, just we're like- going to be a little delayed here. But, man, oh, man, what great games. Even tonight, there was a two or three, two, three-run uh, deficit between uh, LSU and Wake Forest, and it was still edge of your seat. Wake had plenty of chances. Uh, Florida's been playing great. It's kind of like that Ole Miss from last year. They're hot. They're really, really hot. And I know you don't like to hear that, who's, but if you guys didn't go so cold, I think maybe Virginia would be playing in in that side. But, yeah, man, great college baseball. These are great, eight great teams. Oral Roberts got hot. I just have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it as much as MBG has probably not watched it. Yeah, I mean, if they're also hot, maybe they need more fans. (laughs) (laughs) we need to have a sponsor for your weekly dad joke (laughs) (laughs) on that note so the lsu game just wrapped up obviously you're fired up about that how are you feeling about tomorrow night um, I actually feel great. Um, I am not – I very rarely get nervous when Paul Skeens is on the mound. And he will be on the mound. And um, I am just really – this sounds so cheesy, but I'm just happy to be here because I really didn't have a lot of faith in our bullpen. And there have been all of the unsung heroes, which I kind of feel like this is the time that unsung heroes come out to play. And we have had quite a bit of those, some awesome stories and you know, I'm just, I'm just so happy. I'm, I'm literally so happy, and I am excited to just live to play another game. Yeah, LSU's the statue, great. the statue, the 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 statue that sits out front of of used to be Rosenblatt and now TD Ameritrade is Warren Morris. I mean, he was a nobody playing for for LSU back in the day. So yeah, unsung heroes, literally, is a statue. We love it. So MBG, do I do I bother? Check it in to see if you followed any of this with two of your co-host teams battling it out in the College World Series. 
are my how are my demon deacons doing? <laughs> they lost tonight. They took a big, giant, fat L. Tomorrow they got one more in them. Yeah, you might. OBG, you might want to really do some research on the team you're supporting. He's just, just throwing it out there. He's coming up with next week's dad joke. He's he's not worried. We're still about in it. We're he's still in it, MBT. We're still in it. Nice. Yes, yeah, so as, as Casey alluded to. My who's had a rough one last Friday. I swear, I had so many people. Bottom of the ninth, we're up five to three. I had people congratulating me on Twitter. And all I could think was, have you never seen UVA play a game before? Like, why would you put that evil on me going into the bottom of the ninth? And, of course, we, our coach just had some weird decisions with the bullpen. We had a guy give up three homers. Lost by one to Florida and then got bounced by TCU by one run again. Just as upsetting to me is the stupid jello shot competition, which I at least want to beat the other nerd school. And we even lost to Stanford. So great to be in the College World Series, but getting bounced in two games and coming in last in the jello shot competition, it, it was a little bit of a rude awakening over, over the last couple of days. That competition is awesome. Yeah, I don't know what that's like. but again i do the math like i do the math for the votes uh, for the genius of the week i'm doing the math that's a lot of money that lsu has spent on five dollars a pop and they're up over eleven thousand why the locals love us we boost the economy like nothing they've ever seen well that one raising canes dude when he bought like what five thousand yeah but i would just like to point out that even without his six thousand um Currently, where we stand, we still would have beaten the record. So, yes, it was fun that he did that, but um, I just want to make it clear that we would have beat the record regardless. And for everyone that wants to come at me and say I shouldn't be proud of that, I am proud of it. I'll be proud of it until the day that I die. And I'm sorry that your school didn't train you to drink the way LSU has trained us to. Now, look, now look if you want to have a, a, a drinking contest during the show <laughs> – I was that that wasn't you. That wasn't at anyone that's in the here. There are very few things I'll get offended about, but don't I'm not saying you haven't come at me about it. So I have zero doubts in your drinking abilities. It's the random people on Twitter that also want to remain anonymous and hide behind fake accounts that then want to come at you. I'm not doing that today. Yeah, there's been a lot. I mean the jello jello shot thing is fun, but it's it's, fun and a lot of the money goes to charity. Like, why don't y'all just be happy about it? It's a little amusing to me how seriously people take it on both sides, both like people excited about how, you know, just how much they drink, which I I love. I think it's hysterical, but people getting mad and saying, well, this doesn't count or whatever. Like it's, it's a college world series, man. It's a bunch of people having fun. Like who cares? That's my hot take of the day. You guys, I know it's very controversial there. All right. So going to do our weekly mailbag. This week's question comes to us from Hippie Steve. Hippie Steve asks, says, Keith Jackson's Woe Nelly call is the most famous expression in the history of college football announcing. What experience or notorious accomplishment did each of you have in college that would have caused Keith Jackson to to exclaim, Woe Nelly? So, Casey. In the department of of oversharing, I was cited on three different occasions. Cited. We have lawyers on the show three different times for urinating in public at the University of Georgia. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> this wasn't all one weekend, was it? No, this okay. was across my five years of college. But my first time, <laughs> it was stopped by a bike cop 
and I was peeing on campus. And he asked me what I did for a living. And at the time, I was living on a couch in Tampa, Florida, working in the ticket office for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. So he said, oh, you make more money or I make more money than you. I said, yeah, absolutely. And he said, "Okay, here's your warning. Don't ever do that again. Second time's kind of blurry. I don't remember it. But the third time was memorable. And this is where the this is where the whoa Nelly will come in. We get out of Beauregards in Athens, Georgia, University of Georgia. And I, ha I had to pee. So I asked the bouncer if I could walk back in. And he said, no, just go to the alley right there. Well, unbeknownst to me, right behind me were three cops just watching me do this. <laughs> So me and a buddy went. I went all the way in the back behind the dumpster. He went to the right under some stairs. The cops come out. I'm caught. He says to me, you know, what were you doing back there? And I said, I was peeing. And he goes, I know. You got some on your pants. And I'm like, you don't need to rub it in, officer. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy then, his, the other cop says to my buddy, what were you doing back there? And he goes, I don't know. And I'm like, at this point, you know, we're caught. He goes, no, I, I really don't know. And this is after a whole day of drinking at Georgia. They go back, they check the wall, and there's no wet anywhere. He's not on the ground, not on that. My buddy goes, that means I still have to go and just takes off. Just leaves <laughs> these guys in the dust. They start laughing. I get my $150 ticket, and we're out the door. <laughs> you took that warning to heart the first time that you got it, is what you're saying. Well, I was offended that, like, the guy said he made more money than I did. And, <laughs> I worked on commission, and no one goes to those games still. Although they're good this year. All right, Joy, what do you have? I've really been trying to rack my brain. Um, I would have, I would, I would say there was um, this one particular bar at LSU. It's been remodeled now, and it's super nice, but it was kind of a little bit of a dump in Tigerland. And all of a sudden, a lot of people started going there because it came out that they would serve just about anyone like they weren't IDing. So one of my friends had wanted to go to another bar and she looked like me. And so she asked if she could use my ID because long story short, I had a military ID. It was because I was the dependent of my stepfather and he we had a military base. Um, and so I said, yeah, I'll use my military ID. You can use my driver's license. No big deal. So we go our separate ways. I walk into the bar. I show them my military ID, walk in. I'm not 21. I think I'm 19, maybe 20. And I sit down at the bar, sure enough, get a drink, super easy. And we're sitting there just having a good time, meet a bunch of my friends. And we're just look. I happen to look up at the DJ booth and I see a police officer telling the DJ to turn the music off. And then I look behind me and there's 15 cops walking in to raid this bar that I'm in because apparently it had also gotten to the police department that they would serve a crap ton of minors. So I threw my drink at the bartender because I was not about to get a minor in possession and um, threw my drink at the bartender. And then I got up and went to leave and they were checking every single person's ID when you left the bar. So I go to leave the bar and I hand the officer my military ID and he says, well, where's your driver's license? And I said, I lost it. And he said, well, you have to have a driver's license to get in the bar. And I said, well, wouldn't you think that would be like the bar's problem and not my problem? Like they let me in with the military ID. And he's like, yeah, but you still need one. I'm like, well, you're missing the point. They let me in. Like they're the ones that need to be in trouble here. And he goes, ma'am, I'm going to need you to come with me. Grabs me by the arm and takes me around the bar to his police car, sits me in the police car, and then grabs my military ID and starts making a bunch of phone calls. 
Turns out he was really just calling to see if I had a real driver's license and that I was actually the age of my ID as if someone was going to make a fake military ID. And then as he let me out of the car, he said, here you go, ma'am. I'm sorry for the misunderstanding. And I said, it's okay. And he said, but you're very attractive. Can I have your phone number? That's I said, a no. <laughs> I said, no, you cannot. No, you absolutely cannot. I will take my military ID. Have a great night. And I walked across the street and ate four sticks of fried macaroni. And was very proud that I didn't give him my number. Because honestly, it probably would have been beneficial if I would have gotten in trouble in the future. But I just didn't want to give him the, I just didn't want to give it to him. You know, I couldn't let him win. Casey, they they asked for your number, Casey, when you got busted for peeing in public. Yeah, but it was just for my court date. <laughs> <laughs> All right, MBG. Well, I don't really have any one story in particular, but I will say that my whoa, Nelly, would probably be the fact that I made it out of Utah State having never been beaten up. <laughs> I, was, I had what they would call an alligator mouth and a hummingbird behind, um, and I had lots of big friends that helped uh, that helped with that. So... I said and did what I wanted oftentimes, um, and I'm sure there were many people who wanted to beat me up, and they never did. So the fact that I escaped there with my uh, physical faculties intact are probably uh, worthy of a whoa, Nelly. <laughs> yeah, this one is tough because, I mean, my I have one particular accomplishment, I guess, in college that uh, – I think is amusing, but it's always hard to tell your own drinking stories, right? Like it's funnier when you're telling drinking stories about other people, but there's one time and this is 1989 that in Myrtle beach uh, with a bunch of my fraternity brothers after the school year. And we used to do this thing called race to the half case where you get a partner and you drink a 12 pack of beer as fast as you can. You can't shotgun it. You can't pour it in a glass or anything. You just have to drink it out of the can. So it's, you know, you get a bunch of air these guys who were good at it, two guys who could do it in like five or six minutes. And I was more of a long distance guy than a sprinter back in the day. So I would just get stomped out every time we did this. And what made it tougher in this particular time was my partner was a guy. And I don't know if you all had guys like this, but he had been in my fraternity years before and was an assistant professor at UVA. And so he may have been 25. He may have been 40. Like, I don't know how old he <laughs> Carl was. He was just always around, but he was my partner. I was like 19 or 20, and he was however old. And so we're like, I don't, we're going to get crushed. So I'm not even thinking about it. But a bunch of my friends who were, who were doing this with us had gone to the Wendy's Super Bar before the race to the half case. You all remember the Super Bar? It was uh, all you can eat. It had different sections. It had salad, had a baked potato section had a Mexican section with like tacos, refried beans, chili, and an Italian section with like pasta, breadsticks, like all the sauce and all this stuff, and all-you-can-eat pudding. So my idiots engorged themselves on the Super Bar right before Race to the Half Case. So <laughs> we're like a couple minutes in, and Carl and I are just kind of talking or whatever, and we realize we're looking around, and people are like cramping up and like vomiting and stuff. It's like an ugly scene. So the whoa Nelly moment was when old ass Carl and I realized we've got a chance to win. We end up um, 
pulling this thing out, which was, and so this was my greatest accomplishment in college, much like Rocky beating Drago, if Drago <laughs> had a belly full of cheap chili and crapped himself immediately after the fight. So that, <laughs> that, that was my personal Woe Nelly moment. I liked it. <laughs> All right. That brings us to our next segment. Genius of the week. As always, each of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, conference, mascot, someone who did something particularly dumb this week. We'll put it to a Twitter vote and see who wins. For our last vote, my nominee of Baby Gronk's dad just crushed it. 75% of the vote, followed by Casey's nominee, SEC fans, with 16%. Joy's nominee, the NCAA, got 8%. And MBG's nominee, David Bartan. <laughs> Received a record one percent of the vote. Which, how, did, how can no one vote for David Burton? <laughs> I'm unreal. So, eight. So eight votes. Eight. Eight. <laughs> hey, did you vote for yourself? Uh, me and seven burners, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man that was my favorite all right so i'm in the lead with eight wins casey has five joy has four mbg is now oh and 17 so far tonight i wanted to give you some context mbg just like i did last week so we talked about the lions and the browns last week oh and 17 tony gwynn played 20 seasons in the major leagues had over 10,000 plate appearances. His longest hit streak or hitless streak ever was 0 for 17. So you have now matched the great Tony Gwynn, MBG. So I just want you to feel good about that going into this week. Well, I'll get a hit tonight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey, who are you going with this week? Oh, this is petty. This is petty, petty. My genius of the week this week is our – Genius of the week voters. Who's has figured out the algorithm? He figured it out. Get the dumbest person, the dumbest thing that happened, the one that's got the most Twitter, whatever on it. And he and he calls it early. God bless him. He calls it early. It's legal. It's fair. But then our voters, they just see that. They saw baby Gronk they voted for it. If they knew who David Burton's was... <laughs> He would have gotten 15 votes instead of seven. <laughs> They're always picking the hot button topic. And who's is going to have it again tonight, I'm sure. No, Our I Genius of the Week voters need to actually listen to the show. <laughs> I wouldn't have won last week. I wouldn't have won the last 16 weeks. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Listen to the dang show, voters. Or just vote I've, for yourself. When the I've been very open about how competitive I am. So I fully admit <laughs> that I've tried to hack this contest. <laughs> Although, Joy beat me to the punch this week. So that was well done. Joy, who are you going with this week? Thanks. Who's I learned from the best. Um, I knew as soon as it came out. I was like, oh, I got to go. Thing. It's that lead singer thing. You guys are just battling. I was like, I got to go. I knew as soon as I got it. I got to call it. You, here's the deal, okay? So you can always change it once you call it, but you can't not call it, so you have to call yep. it. You gotta um, call dibs. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that my genius of the week is Bob Huggins. I just, I, I feel, I feel bad 
because I was, and I have no problem admitting this, I was very pro-West Virginia giving him a second chance. I still am pro-West Virginia giving him a second chance. But what you do with the second chance is up to you. And he decided that with his second chance, he would get a massive DUI um, and be forced to resign before he was fired. Um, so my genius of the week is Bob Huggins for absolutely ruining a second chance at his coaching job. Not to mention that this is not the first incident that has um, been alcohol related that's affected his career. So you think you would have learned by now, but yet here we are. Point point two one. He blew a point two one. That's impressive. That's real aggressive, especially for him. It's impressive. Yeah, he's a big dude. Sure. Well, All right, MG. Pete in an alley and had to get a citation too. Right. Hey, you know, only the best. <laughs> You're in great so, company. MVG, we got we got an uphill battle. Uh, no. Huggins is going to be hard to beat. You think you got no. him topped? I got it. I got it for sure. <laughs> I've just stopped commentating at this point in time because <laughs> I'm okay. just always right, and I'm it's getting exhausting. So my geniuses of the week this week are Florida fans. I don't know if you've been following uh, Florida this week, Florida football, but earlier in the week they had. Uh, a kid named Austin Simmons, who was a quarterback, he was a class of 2025 kid, decided he was going to reclassify from 2025 to 2023 and flipped his commitment to Ole Miss, which is a totally different story. But he flipped his commitment from Florida to Ole Miss. And the news on that broke like in the morning. And so that prompted everybody on the Florida boards to just start hammering Billy Napier. Billy Napier doesn't get the benefit of any doubt whatsoever. I've never seen someone as, as criticized as Billy Napier is. So there's these posts on the board in the morning. You, Billy is cooked. What an absolute freaking joke and laughing stock we are. Our coaches, NIL and administration should be ashamed. Until we have an organization that can actually adapt to college football ways, we will be mid-tier at best. Time to pack it up, boys. Losing quarterback recruits from Florida to Ole Miss. We're at everything but football school now. And the post went on and on. I think I tweeted out maybe like 12 posts of people just bagging on Billy Napier. Well, no more than a few hours later, Billy Napier starts reeling in four-star guys. I think they're, that day he reeled in commitments from four four-star guys uh, within hours. And by the time the day was over, the the uh, attitude towards Billy Napier shifted uh, a complete 180 on the Florida board from one him fired and him being worthless to uh, optimistic in regards to Billy Napier uh, and the type of recruiter he is. So for having no patience whatsoever <laughs> with Billy Napier, my genius of the week are Florida fans. All right. So again, I'm going if people listen. That was a good one, MBG. <laughs> Thanks, Casey. Casey's all about the integrity of the contest. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to win. It's just because I'm losing. Let's be honest. It's just because I'm losing. <laughs> I'm losing worse than you are. All right. So I don't think I have a winner this week, but I've got a good one. So I'm going with uh, Stephen F. Austin's assistant bowling coach. <laughs> Mr. Lemke uh, resigned. Earlier this year, after the university discovered he had had an affair with a player, uh, the twist here is that the uh, head coach of the bowling team is his wife. And the whole <laughs> thing is noteworthy 
primarily because of the quotes that Lemke gave when he was interviewed. I don't know if you all read the article where he was interviewed, but my there are a bunch of doozies. My personal favorite was this one. I knew it was kind of a no-no, but there's not a rule saying it can't happen. There's not a law saying I'm going to jail for doing something like this. There's nothing in stone. I guess it's just an ethics code, like we frown upon it, but there's no rule. There's no law broken. He was so close to going full Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover and saying it's not illegal. It's just frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. Like you, you, <laughs> um, And also, shout out to the editor who wrote the headline for the article on this. I don't know if you all saw this, but the title of the article was Spare Relationship Causes Awkward Split. And that editor <laughs> should just resign because they're they're never topping that one so puns. yeah Stephen f austin is on the board for my genius of the week i didn't know they have bowling teams like college bowling i, I know nebraska is really big on bowling i knew that i did not know that Stephen f austin had won two national championships i think it's their women's team i'm that's not won sure there's national. men's i'm not sure there's men's college i don't know oh, sorry i don't know but yeah, yeah. I, I checked out the roster for for you know his options. I don't know if the name <laughs> the name didn't come out, but I did check out the roster. Did and, you figure out who it was? Uh, what sort not. of options were available? They well, it was were, only they had no different. eligibility, so odds are that they were seniors. Yeah. Uh, see, I didn't dig too deep. I was just che- checking out the thumbnail picture. Oh, give give me five. <laughs> Give me five just, minutes. I can figure out who it is. A little more of a cursory review of the talent is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, For research know, purposes, I, though. I'm not judgmental. I just wanted to see what the talent pool would have held, you know? I, would, I, went, to the, I went to the restaurant and looked at the menu, but I didn't yeah. eat. I, I would love to see what the numbers look like on the Stephen F. Austin women's bowling team website <laughs> before and after. <laughs> This article yeah, came. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing their hits went up significantly. <laughs> you know they got one from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> you feel you, you pulled me. You did research I didn't I even think about, Casey. I'm a little jealous. All right. Before we start in this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout out, as always, to CFB Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. Also, we're doing a cross promotion with the Sickos Committee podcast. They had a new show drop yesterday, which was fantastic, as always. The show included some classic Sickos content, including the 1982 New Mexico Lobos, Brunch Opinions, semi-ethical non-monogamy in the Mountain West, the Justice Bowl, sports journalist mustaches, a flag draft, including special guest flags from the counties of Liberia, and much more. So give them a listen. <laughs> All right. I love their, their episode descriptions are the best, by the they way. Really right? and, and and they really are. And they do discuss all of those. Yeah. Yep. All right, MBG, you've got some uh, some good ones lined up for us this week. We do, and I don't want to get off the Florida kick, so I want to stay in Florida. Um, there was a post on the Florida board. Um, this was before Billy uh, Napier started nailing it on the recruiting trail. And we talked last week about some of the 2024 SEC schedule that came out. 
And I don't know if any of you have seen Florida's 2024 schedule, but it's absolutely brutal. They play the preseason games or preseason out of commerce games. I mean, are Miami and they've got Central Florida. And then at Florida State, they play Georgia, LSU, Texas A&M, Tennessee, and Texas, along with Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Kentucky. So it's an absolutely brutal schedule. So keeping that schedule in mind and the uh, recruiting failures up to this point, this one Florida fan named Sad Gator um, had had enough. And this is what he proposes. He says, Florida to the Pac-12. Our leadership needs to give this some serious consideration. Florida's 2024 football schedule is a joke. Sad Gator doesn't care about payoff playoff expansion at some point. You just got to say enough is enough. By the way, when I read this, he refers to himself in third person as Sad Gator. It reminds me of Will Ferrell's character in The Other Guys. Um, when they used to call him Gator. So I think of this being read in Will Ferrell's voice. Um, he says... Florida has been abused and mistreated by this conference and scheduling for years and years and far too long enough. There is no chance to be competitive, competitively successful in either the short or long term with this scheduling model. Sad Gator understands the money aspect, but it's time to bag ass out of this ungrateful and abusive league and do what is best for us. Sad Gator is 100% serious. And this is, this is the money shot here. Tell that scumbag Greg Sankey and the rest of the shysters in the league offices that they can kiss our nuts. And let's take the brand out west where we can we can win some games and get some respect. F it. So you guys the buying Florida going to the Pac-12? The third person absolutely made that post completely. Yeah, what was the uh, Seinfeld? Who's the guy who talked about himself in the third person? When George started doing it, it was like, George is getting upset. Do you remember who the – Hey, I'm, I'm not old enough to watch Seinfeld. <laughs> the Jimmy? Oh, was it, man. Was it, the, was it the Jimmy? Jimmy? It was Jimmy, I think. Yeah. Elaine meets the Jimmy? Yeah, good call. Good call. I mean, first of all, how many SEC schools have complained about their schedule and threatened to change conferences or at oh. least leave the SEC so far? I know Everyone. we had a family. Yeah, there was a Bama post about it too. I know. Yeah, um, you want to pack up and go to the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. Florida to the Pac-12 would be a, a little bit of a weird fit, right? I mean, that that's I don't know, ACC must be really broken, man. If they if they'd rather just go to a conference where the, every away game is going to be what two thousand miles away. Yeah, imagine that road roadie up to Seattle or, yeah. or Eugene. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know why he didn't consider conferences maybe a little more uh, closer geographically, the Big 12, ACC, Big 10. Nope, he's yeah, going all the way over to the Pac-12. Well, he's probably avoiding ACC because he do not want to play Florida State. Yeah, but they would, though, still with their rivalry, probably. Yeah, they play Miami and Florida State, right, all the time. Yeah. They definitely play they Florida State. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. They don't play Miami all that often, actually. Yeah, that would be. Also, wouldn't it be easier to, I don't know, like get a coach that's really, 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 really good and then, like, I don't know, recruit really well and then maybe just try to win? They are. They are. Yeah. I mean, I, 
in their minds, Napier is the guy, and they are recruiting very well. Now they're they're getting some guys flipped, but they are. I don't I don't know. Just fans like this are just funny. They just want to complain to complain. It feels. Plus, the one guy who flipped to uh, Ole Miss. What do you have? Like a five point five GPA in high school. You don't you yeah. don't want someone who's there to play school, right? I mean, yeah, those are just made up Miss. numbers. Yeah, five. I'm like, how is that even possible? It it literally was like a five point something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like five point two seven. Based on a nine point oh scale. Right. I don't know. I should have been homeschooled so I could have just made up my own GPA too. I would have had like a seven point eight. <laughs> and number one in your class too, Edward. Yeah, absolutely. I would have crushed it. You'd be talking to the Harvard graduate MBG right now. <laughs> oh well. And you wouldn't have gotten your budget to... at Harvard either, MBG probably. So you no know. No way. No way. You went to the Harvard of the of Utah. Yeah, I did. I did. The Harvard. No of matter Texas. how high your GPA is, you're still not genius of the week. <laughs> All right, let's just move on. <laughs> well, we'll move on to your genius of the week now, Joy. We're going to talk a little bit more about Mr. Huggins. Do it. Um, so, um, West Virginia fans, they were kind of split. Uh, I shouldn't say split when this came out. I think most of them realized that Huggins probably had to be fired, but I don't think there's anybody that really wanted him fired. But then you also had this big contingent of, of folks who wanted him to stay around, which West Virginia couldn't keep him, right? I mean, they had no choice. I mean, they just put him on basically like a last chance deal after the radio appearance, didn't they? It was like a month ago. Yeah, yeah he had to go, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't see how they could keep. I mean, if they if they keep them from this, then what? I mean, basically, you're yeah. saying do whatever the hell you want, right? If it was five years ago between these things, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Could anyone survive that other than maybe Herb? Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Probably Kirby could probably survive that. Kirby. Now. Yeah, they'd also never be in this position. You know, like never. Huggins, it's. I feel bad for him, but he did it to himself. But yeah, these these posts are still pretty good, though. Yes. Well, apparently, you know, um, we think West Virginia kind of didn't have a choice because of what he did. But this one poster doesn't think that what he did was really all that bad. Uh, <laughs> and this is from a poster named WVUA Mets, and he says this: For the record, the last studies that were done, this is in regards to drunk driving show that around 50 to 75,000 drunk drivers are on the road at any one time. And the overwhelming majority every single day get home safely. I'll say it. Drunk, drunk driving is a draconian campaign of policing for profit that has gotten way out of hand. That's right. He said it. Furthermore, the subjective opinions of cops shouldn't even play into it when something so serious is suspected. When the legal limit was was a BAC of 0.15, it was fair and backed by medical science as to why that specific number was picked. Now the legal limit is 0.08, and no one batted an eye when they kept lowering and lowering and lowering the number. So where did 0.08 come from? Not science, not studies. Nope, it's strictly for making money. It's an effort to justice and an affront to all that our country is supposed to stand for. So pardon me if I say that we should cut old hugs a break. 
he had a blowout at a really bad time and probably wasn't that drunk. <laughs> Being stuck on any highway in the city of Pittsburgh would, would flustered and turn someone around. And honestly, having the alphabet gang breathing down your neck daily whilst, whilst driving being canceled would drive anyone to drink. I'm just saying. Who's your attorney? Is that a sufficient defense of Bob Huggins? I, I, I mean, could I just preface it by saying I had no idea that big drunk driving was propping up our economy. Like just like yeah. big silverware. It, it's yeah, it's like it, that's why I like these posts. It's stuff that I hadn't considered, but now I'm going to rethink, you know, my whole thing here. The the he probably wasn't that drunk. I, I that's a that's a, a nice attempt at a defense. I don't I don't know how well that's going to hold up. Let's say Huggins is charitably 250 pounds. I'd say he's a big dude. He's like 6'3". So he's I'd say he's probably closer to 270, maybe 280. Let's say he's 250 pounds. If he drank 12 beers in an hour, he'd blow a 0.18. So, and he, and he blew a 0.21. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's got a great defense here. I also don't remember, was the limit ever 0.15? I don't remember that ever. I don't recall that. Now, a lot of states are moving it down to 0.05. Right. Um, but I don't I mean, remember. 0.15 is pretty hammered. Like, that's... <laughs> Well, even if it was, Huggins blew a point two one. So his defense yeah. here isn't really going to help old Huggins, <laughs> as he calls him. MBG, are they lowering it down in other states to make more money since it's just a profiting <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. I mean, that's clearly the case. I mean, I mean, there's, a few, sense. there's a few things wrong with that. Um, one, it's never been up to the subjective opinions of police officers. I don't know if he understands the Constitution very well, but there does have to be some objective uh, uh, facts there. Uh, what? Yeah, I mean, and then .08 is certainly based on facts, and I think they're now bumping it down to .05. But for more money. Yeah, for more money, of course. Right. But I don't know if you guys saw today, just tonight, uh, someone sent me a link and I tweeted it out that there is an actually a change.org petition to reinstate Bob Huggins. Oh, man. Did you sign it? I was signer number two. Well, let me, I feel like let me, John Hancock here. Let me tell you how many signatures are on it. When I first tweeted it out a few hours ago, it was 11,000. There are 12,920 signatures on this change.org petition and 7,300 so far today. So if anybody wants to support Bob Huggins and get him reinstated, I tweeted out a link to the petition. You can follow with our friend's advice here and sign to reinstate him. I think the point of the 0.05 or the 0.08 is to just kind of quell the drinking and driving. I don't know. Yeah, but most of them get home here. safely, Casey. I mean, almost, you know, a large majority of them. Make, yeah. make That's true. It's such a weird argument. Although his daughter had the best defense I've seen of him, which is, well, I mean, sure, there are a lot of empty cans in his car, but he's a big recycler. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you all read the whole thing she posted. I get it, like sticking up for your dad. I do. I hope my daughter would do the same thing, but um, she she kind of missed the big picture, I, I think. Have you ever been around somebody that's like, that's like adamant about recycling, though? 
because my dad is one of those guys too in New Jersey. You gotta like, <laughs> you gotta like mix up the cans. You know, if you have aluminum cans and then metal cans, and like you know, the soup cans different than the than the beer can, and then the newspapers different than the cardboard. And you go on Saturday morning, and it's loaded up, and you see your old boy Reggie over there on the side. You give Reggie a wave, you know, and throw him five bucks, and then you go to line number two. There's a big dumpster there. You just dump your stuff. I believe her. Well, I mean, maybe he had a pretty good recruiting class. Maybe this was his, his whole NIL bit. Remember that Iowa State team <laughs> wanted to fund the NIL through recycling? Bob, Bob was already ahead of the game. Or he was looking for a new sponsor in like Miller Lite or something. Yeah, the, the point, yeah, the point to one, I mean, he's no vodka Sam. I don't know if you all remember her uh, back in the day. I think she blew a point three four one or something like that, if I remember well, correctly. Legally but, dead. Yeah, <laughs> but point two one is a solid effort. I tell you, there was a point in my career where I actually prosecuted some drunk driving uh, charges, and the things people will try to get out of a DUI are quite amazing. Uh, be curious to see if Bobby tries any of those. But the fact that he was in Pittsburgh and thought he was in Columbus and had a, a car <laughs> full of empty cans probably – it's probably going to make uh, make it a little bit difficult to avoid prosecution. There would be my guess. Yeah, when you get your state wrong that you're in, that's. Uh... <laughs> I can see the backwards ABCs, but like the state, you've got to get that question right. That's you just got subjective to. by the cops, though. You know, just ask them what state you're in. Yeah. All right. Well, let's stay on this theme here a little bit. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but I I found this post on the. SEC rant message board that struck me as hilarious. I try to I try to stay away from political stuff, so we're kind of treading on thin ice here. But apparently Peyton Manning was at the College World Series to support Tennessee, and they showed him on TV. And this fan um, was not happy with what he saw. It says, "Was Peyton Manning drinking a Bud Light? What a woke pos." <laughs> Peyton Man and look when I tweeted this out, I got so many angry replies to this tweet. I can only imagine what sort of backlash Peyton Manning himself is getting because I got some of the weirdest and some I would kind of re respond to, and then I think I realized that probably 75% of them were bots, probably <laughs> is my guess, but I'm not sure. Oh no, there were there were kind of a few categories of responses. So there are people outraged at Peyton. There were people outraged at the people who were outraged at Peyton. <laughs> and then there were the people who were outraged at MBG for no apparent reason. <laughs> My favorite Isn't guy. That the so, perfect tweet? Yeah, Casey, this is where you tee up the bleep machine. So this is from uh, Jim at Jim Cope 69401, who said in response to MBG, I think that I will crack open a Bud Light. <laughs> you, I will drink what I please to drink. And once again, <laughs> you and one more thing you so <laughs> i know he wasn't a bot because he re he kept replying yeah even after i pointed out that hey mbg wasn't the one drinking the beer or anything else he's like <laughs> he just just stayed angry like over and over again so that and then the, there the was gift. a fourth category by the way guys who will angrily proclaim that they're going to drink whatever they want to drink <laughs> and this is my favorite one was 
I understand the woke part of it, but if Peyton Manning, just like myself, wants to drink a Bud Light, so effing what? I'm not going to stitch my beer of choice because of what someone else thinks. This is coming from a straight up man. I drink whatever I effing want. (laughs) I'm still drinking Gatorade for Michael Jordan. Because I want to be like Mike, so if you know, I'm hoping that my career will take off here soon. At 46, you know, maybe if I start drinking Bud Light, I'll be a quarterback at 46, like Peyton Manning. I was just gonna say that for everyone that was annoyed seeing him on TV, you're welcome because we sent him and his sorry volunteers. (laughs) You don't have to watch him drink any beer on TV anymore. You all. Notice he had, I don't know how many kids he has, but at least one of his kids, if you saw this, was rocking a UVA shirt. So I don't know how old he is. Smoke. Yeah. UVA commit coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Are you sure you want to woke POS's son, daughter? Hell yeah. (laughs) Just verifying. We would take them too. So as long as he can hit the out route at 16 yards. Hell yeah. Well, if he can't, I know a guy who could help him. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. It's I so know good. a guy who could help him. Um, Casey comes from your neck of the woods. This was a post on TigerNet from a guy named Francis Marion. Now, this guy is a prolific poster on TigerNet. If you can see, if you look at the post, you'll see that this guy has almost 31,000 posts um, joined in 2010. That's a lot of posts for Mr. Marion. And he says this. He says, most of you know that I have coached Little League Baseball at the all-star level as an assistant coach, winning our district and making it to state. Well, this year I have accepted a position as an assistant football coach. And before you even start, I will not be on the chain gang or running the clock or making sure parents know about some snack schedule. This is not some rec league eight-man daycare camp. This is legitimate 11-on-11 football played at the (laughs) JV level. And I am a position coach. (laughs) We are expecting great things this season, and I wouldn't be surprised if I end up getting to know some of the Clemson staff as they make their rounds around South Carolina this fall. I tell you this because this is a very busy time for a football staff staff as preparations begin for the upcoming season. So my time on this website may be limited. Thank you. <laughs> so if anyone wonders why Francis Marion isn't around TigerNet as often as he has been the last 12, 13 years, he is coaching. Uh, he's a position coach at the JV level That's in big South time. Carolina. I mean, this is three-year Letterman come to life, right? I mean, this is, you know, and I love he what he's saying. so many times in this. Yeah, as, as, as many of you know, you know, I coached Little League as an assistant coach. That was my favorite. My favorite <laughs> like, dude, you weren't even the head coach of a Little League team. I mean, hell, I, I've told you guys I coached, you know, ninth grade in JV sports uh, when I was teaching. Like, it's, first of all, I didn't really have college coaches beating down my door to, to come look at prospects, but this is a super weird flex by this dude. I coached JB tennis for three years and he was the assistant varsity coach. There was not a single college coach that came. <laughs> not what 
Because not well, only were we not good at varsity tennis, we were even worse at JV tennis. When you guys coached, were you able to juggle message board posting and coaching? Or I did the math. I did the math. I did the math. I didn't account for leap year, so it could be a little bit less than this. But he averages 6.75 tech uh, posts a day. For 13 years straight. Yes. MBG, Four, there was 4, no internet when I was coaching high school sports. So, no, I was not. <laughs> I wasn't posting all message boards because if they existed, I had no idea how to access them. Well, as we all know by who's genius of the week, you do not need to be a head coach to make a difference in the lives of your athletes. <laughs> I can't remember. I may have told you guys this story before. So I coached uh, JV girls soccer when I was teaching high school, even though I don't know anything about soccer. So I was basically running basketball drills you know, during soccer practice. And uh, I kept track of one stat, and that was pancakes. So if one of my girls was <laughs> – knocked another girl off her feet. I kept track of that every game. And I had this, I still remember my, uh, I had a midfielder who was just an absolute beast and she got red card at one game and she came running off the field. And I was like, what the hell did you do? And she said, why well, waffled that girl? And I was like, what does that mean? She said, well, I pancaked her. And then I stomped on her with my cleats. And I was like, Oh, that's why you're my favorite player. <laughs> Love that. All right. Let's close this thing out. I've got a good story coming to us from the pit board. Panther Lair. The pit board's had some good ones recently. I don't know what's going on in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they've been on fire. Plus, Bob Huggins is there drinking and driving. I mean, Pittsburgh seems like a place to be. Um, I've never been, but it seems like they got a lot going on. So there's a poster named PGH Shoe Cobbler, the best, and his post is entitled the Wizard of Oz, and he's going to tell us a little bit of a story. He said, we got this dude living up behind our backwoods that is the strangest cat you will ever meet. Heard him moaning one night and thought he might be caught in a trap. <laughs> I, I go to let him out, and he's gone. You only see a shadow. This has happened a few more times without the moaning, just a jolt-like scatter. You see a brief glance in the wind, but nothing else. Definitely human. Well, we have been leaving out sandwiches and goods on plates a few times a week. And he always gets them. No idea if he has a home, but the neighbor thinks he probably slept in his chicken coop at least twice. <laughs> Something was in there, and it wasn't a fox because all seven chickens were unharmed. Could be a snake that got an egg and was satisfied so we don't know for sure. Well, we started leaving blankets out with the sandwiches, and he has been rewarding us with gifts. The gifts just started on Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. <laughs> I got a small stepping stool, <laughs> and my wife got a pink canteen, <laughs> both left by the plate. No, couldn't be. But yes, same thing Tuesday, June 15th, 2023. Thursday, June 15th, 2023. I got a weather vane, although missing west. <laughs> and my wife got an old scroll with writing we are trying to make out. <laughs> I know my wife's sandwiches aren't this good, LOL. So it must be the blankets. <laughs> he knows we have accepted him and made the journey. So he's rewarding us with gifts. 
like the Wizard of Oz. So Saturday night, we left a bag of marshmallows. <laughs> and it, <laughs> and it, <laughs> in a Chinese checkers board game, he took none of it. But we were out of both mustard and sprouts. <laughs> to make what he likes. Wife went to grocery store yesterday, but the grass was way too long for sandwiches. Son cut it today, so we'll see. Like Christmas all over again. This okay. goes on the pantheon of message board posts that we've had here. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm not sure where to start uh, with this one. I mean the Wizard of Oz it's a little bit of a weird comp, right? So he's yeah. like an eccentric rich guy who can grant your deepest wishes. He's comparing to a feral guy who gets caught in animal traps and leaves you broken weather veins. I mean, <laughs> but he was behind the curtain. Who's you know, this guy's behind the blankets in the chicken coop. First time he just hears he just hears moaning and his automatic assumption is oh some guy must be caught in a trap. I mean that's the day you call your realtor, isn't it? Like the, the day you hear a guy moaning in the woods behind your house. No, nope, not this guy though. He doesn't call the cops. He doesn't call a realtor. Like, Honey, make a sandwich. Bring me all your mustard and sprouts. A mustard and sprout sandwich. And you read the disappointment when he said he was out of mustard and sprouts. Like it was, he was disappointed, genuinely. The one thing that I take away from this is that it confirms my long-held belief that nobody likes marshmallows or Chinese checkers. <laughs> <laughs> You've been holding on to that, that way. I've always felt that way, and it's finally been confirmed. Your Chinese checker hot take is uh, <laughs> is finally confirmed. I don't. I bet Chinese people don't even like Chinese checkers. <laughs> I don't know, Casey. Leaving a guy who's living in a chicken coop or in the woods, Chinese checkers, when he's got no one to play with, just seems kind of weird, right? I mean, what the hell? <laughs> you just think Sasquatch is going to sit down and play some Chinese checkers? <laughs> uh, that's a good I'm one. I'm sure y'all know that this is the time in the podcast that I just... <laughs> it's like Christmas Eve all over again, Joy. Come on. Broken weather vanes and stepping stools and canteens and what kind of Christmas Eve are you having, Who's? <laughs> oh. That's too good. But that's all I got. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers.